Blog Talk Radio. Diallo, 
and actually two brothers, Yaya Diallo and Mitchell Hall. And um, I've been able to extract quite a bit of uh, beneficial and educational um, information from this book, being that I am a drummer. My wife happens to be a musician of many um, instruments. And uh, whenever we review this book, uh, it's always a heartfelt um, experience because of the fact that we're dealing with traditions that come from the motherland of Africa. And as Yaya states, coming from the Minneapolis cosmotic, a cosmology concept, what do you call what they call actually the Huru, the Hunu rather, the concept which means death. And it is not regarded as the enemy of life because everything is cyclical in their perspective. Death is the passage from the visible to the invisible state. And so while the body is no longer there, the double and the vital principle of breath continue in the invisible realm. To die is to become a human seed that could sprout again. But nevertheless, it is necessary for the living to cry for those who have died. The tears constitute the waters that are necessary for the germination of the seed that will come again. To die without being given a funeral is sacrilege. For the old, to die well means to be buried with a great funeral. Now, he goes on to say that the ancestors, those who have died, are called punis, and sometimes they can enter into communication with the living through the mouth of a person whose double has departed, and sometimes they can communicate through dreams and nightmares. They caution and advise, and they mediate between the visible and the invisible. And between those realms, those realms of consciousness and awareness of the invisible and invisible, they intervene in the lives of those descendants to punish or to reward, and at death they can accept or refuse the soul of the deceased, and in the latter case the dead one becomes a wandering soul. In the Miniaka cosmos there is no hell or heaven. A person's goal is to live in such a way that he or she becomes an ancestor with the role of mediating between the visible and the invisible realms and of working for harmony while enjoying proximity with the Creator. The harmonies are the seeds of future incarnations into the visible world, a reserve of seeds for sowing future generations. So he goes on to state that how his son, Telly, came to for the first time, and the elders recognize my, his maternal godfather and who had returned to this boy. And the community of ancestors decided that it is time for giving soul to be born to the visible world for another turn, and they have specified tasks such as marriage to a certain mate to create that particular connection. And they also make note of striking similarities of temperament and other characteristics between a young person and an ancestor, which is taken by the Miniaka to indicate how hereditary resemblance coincides with the process of reincarnation. So 
respect to the ancestors, there is a daily form of worship, and each time one eats, a portion is set aside to offer to them. When one drinks, one pours also for the ancestors. If one happens to forget these rituals, the dishes should not be washed immediately, but left for the following day. And there are symbolic gestures such as this, and the material aspects of the food will not be eaten, but the vital principle in the food and invisible aspect will meet the ancestors in the invisible realm. Even when the living eat, the nourishment received from the food is from both its material elements and its spirits. The ancestors are not the only invisible neighbors of the living villagers. There are also the spirits known as the Zigul Chen, the inhabitants of the bush who live in the water and in the forest. And some people claim to see them and to enter into communication with them. Other people, such as sorcerers, are required to have the power, or reputed rather, to have the power of sending specific spirits against people. And that's something that I will not touch upon this evening, but just at another date when we discuss those areas of spiritual awareness. And there's dancing, and the spirits come to dance with us as well. And then, of course, there are those who go into trances to help the spirits and villagers may predict misfortunes such as epidemics, floods, and deaths. And they may also foresee good news such as abundant harvests and healthy births. No one can say when or through which people such messages will be delivered. Not all spirits are benefactors, though, and some can haunt people and disorient them and and leading to the destruction of the community if things are not taken care of. And thusly, these evil spirits can only operate through people whose intentions are read and people known as the Siafolo. So, there are different spirits, such as water spirits, which uh, invoke drownings, and there's certain principles and practices where the fishermen, they will seek peace with the spirits of the water, and they will seek peace with any endeavor. And those of us who live, such as myself, who live in, I live in New York City, before we embark on a trip, we should actually go into a state of prayer, pray for those spirits and those energies that control the road to watch over us. And that's regardless of whatever religion you're practicing. To uh, have a talisman or to wear a symbol of the religion that you practice and to be sincere. And as my wife and I were sitting here not too long ago earlier this evening, we were just listening to the traffic going by. Some passing maybe 20, 30 miles faster than the allowed limit, the speed limit. And, of course, we know that those people are not in the position to be able to avoid an accident if a child or some unfortunate thing was to happen where they would run into the street unexpectedly. They would not be able to put on their brakes soon enough. So one has to be mindful that, yes, you have control of your car or your boat or plane or whatever you're traveling in, and then, of course, most of all, you have control of your body to a certain limit, and you nourish your body, you feed it good food, but you understand, though, that that control is limited, that there is a higher force, there's a higher source of power, of, of, of uh, protection, as it were, and 
they're a, this power is able to provide you with the guidance and with the protection and with the nudging of knowing when it is safe and when it's not safe. And, of course, when you get this protection, you should give thanks. You should be reverent and, and recognize that you are being protected by these spirits. And in the Minyaka community and various other communities within Africa, you have spirits in all domains. You have tree spirits. You have rock spirits. You have spirits, as I mentioned earlier, of the water, spirit of the earth. So one has to be extremely mindful of this and do the research, have conversations with those who have this knowledge within your circle of, of family members, within your circle of friends, within the circle of your spiritual community. This is very important. So stay with me for a moment, and I will share with you more information from drums, the healing drums of African wisdom teachings. Okay, we're back, and I want to thank you so much again for joining us this evening. And um, I wanted to just state, any of you in the chat room who would like to share your thoughts, feel free. And those of you who are calling in, of course, press the number one button, and I will be sure to share, have you share thoughts with us as well. Um, my wife is, as I mentioned, is with us here in, in this studio, and as she's extremely knowledgeable uh, on so many fronts in terms of spiritual awareness and the essence of the seen and unseen. And I just thought that she might want to share some thoughts with us, especially since uh, she had such a close relationship with our sister, with Donis. And Sandy, would you like to share some thoughts with us regarding uh, what is your feeling about how the practices that are that have been done for throughout the ages in, in Africa, that how we who live here in North America can benefit from these particular traditions on, on the various levels. What is your thought about that? Well, I'd like to mention that in respect to the grieving process, mm -hmm. we all have different ways of grieving. And these ways of grieving, obviously, are learned ways mm -hmm. because we don't automatically have a way that we grieve, but we see the way the family grieves and 
what we see here in our Western society, and, you know, we more or less adapt to what we see around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you, well, those of you who know me know that I am a comedic high priestess and queen mother, and in that saying that to say this, uh, I am actually traveling with my sister Donis for the next 70 days, and we don't have the opportunity time-wise on this program to go into that, but I did want to make that known publicly, that I am traveling with her mm-hmm. for 70 days. Um, while I miss her very much in the flesh, I am clear that she is able to assist me in many ways now being a transition person. So my way of grieving would be different than the average person's way of grieving who grew up in the Western society. I, I continuously celebrate her life, but I also celebrate her transition from the standpoint that Donis was in excruciating pain at the end of her journey. She chose to leave at the time that she chose to leave this this, um, incarnation because she simply had had enough. She had gone as far as she could with that vehicle, her body, which was no longer serving her. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, you know, I refer to her as a hero because... She was not afraid to go. She was telling us in different ways in in her last days in the hospital that she wanted to go. Mm -hmm. She was taking off her oxygen mask and saying she didn't want it. Okay, we wanted her to stay, obviously, through our emotional feelings, you know, and and her husband, Robert, you know, he didn't want her to go. Mm -hmm. But when we look at it from a metaphysical standpoint, she chose her time. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to mention that, you know, and I do regard Donis as very much a hero Mm -hmm. because I don't believe most people would have chosen to stay as long as she did with the amount of pain that she was experiencing. And in my eyes, that makes her a hero. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. That's that's so profound. So happy you shared that with us. Yes, she um, showed exceptional strength um, and taught lessons in that process. Yes. Yes. I, I always mention about our mother, Donis, my, the mother of myself and Donis, how she taught me a lesson because I spent her last days with her, her last evening with her. And she was equally just as brave. And she came out of a coma and said, don't you worry, boy, I'm all right. You know? So, uh, indeed, there's, as my wife was mentioning, that she is a high priest and a queen mother, and that there is a process, diverse spiritual schools of thought, where the grieving is not uh, as of the norm as it would be in the North American concept and precepts, but coming directly from an African uh, cosmology of understanding the essence of life and death. So I'm so happy that you shared that with us. Yes, indeed. Sure. Yeah. Um, people need to know. People, we need to know. We need to move forward in the area of understanding, uh, like uh, 
my wife was mentioning, Queen Mother was mentioning that the process of grieving, it has been shared and and maintained from generation to generation to generation, especially amongst us of African descent, which is somewhat, now I wouldn't say alien, but is not in congruence with the practices that we had within our community, within our villages before we were brought here 400 plus years ago. It was um, manipulated or changed by the forces that, that were in operation at that time. And as a result of that, we have not been able to uh, provide a continuum, a healthy continuum from one generation to another, from, uh, the, from the one who's deceased who becomes an ancestor to the descendants of that deceased. So that indeed, as I mentioned earlier in the book written by Yahya Brothers, Yahya Diallo Mitchell Hall, that when a baby is born, the elders, especially the elders in the village, are able to ascertain the identity of that new spirit that is rebirthed into the living, into the uh, earth realm because of the characteristics that they know of someone who has passed in the, in, in previously. Now, not to say that that's not something that is, has been an awareness within certain families and certain communities, but it is not the prevalent awareness, as it were. And, of course, we do not have the, uh, the preponderance of awareness amongst us where we are able to prepare each other for proper grieving processes that prove to be healthy. And uh, I'm so happy, again, that you mentioned that, that uh, we all have various ways of grieving, and a lot of this is learned from generation to generation. Absolutely. And uh, we just, my prayer is that we can become more in alignment with those processes which have been proven to have been healthy and beneficial to us as a people for thousands and thousands of years, and that we relinquish what is not good for us and hold on to what has proven to be good for us in terms of this particular type of uh, uh, process of life, that which is known as death but properly should be characterized as transitioning. Because, as I mentioned earlier, death and life are intangible. They're this, uh, each is just one side of the same coin of life. So uh, we will continue next week to review the book, The Healing Drum, and um, I'm looking forward to getting more in-depth within the various traditions coming from Africa, and namely in this respect, from West Africa, the homeland of Yaya Diallo. So I thank you again for tuning in, and um, we will be back with you at the same time next Sunday at 6.30. And I encourage all of you to spread the word to let all of your family members and friends and associates know about our show, Grassroots Holistic Health. And I will also encourage you to visit my website, which is drumsofchange.com.
drumsofchange.com. I repeat that. That's drumsofchange.com. And at that site, you'll be able to purchase drums um, at very reasonable price points, some of them with free delivery. And also, there is a area where you can purchase all the books that I review. And again, the book that I'm reviewing this evening is The Healing Drum, African Wisdom Teachings by Yahya Diallo. And I must also indicate that by Tuesday of this, uh, this week, I will have a health uh, page posted, and that health page will be a very interesting page which will contain uh, products that assist the body in healing itself. So stay tuned for that posting and that updating, rather, of the website. And again, I thank you for joining us. So as always, we must give thanks and praise to the One Most High for allowing this evening to happen. And we give thanks and praise to our guardians, to the deities, to our family members, to my mother-in-law, to my siblings, to my wife, and, of course, again, to my lovely sister, Donis. I sent her energy and prayer. Thank, thanks for being in our lives. Again, Namaste, Shalom, Assalamu Alaikum, Hetepu, until we meet again. <laughs>